it is time yet again for Word to the Third, my reflections on purpose, life, and growth. I'm Toby Brooks. I'm a speaker, author, professor, and forever student. Each week on Becoming Undone, I bring you guests who've dared bravely, risked mightily, and grown relentlessly. High achievers who have transformed from falling apart to falling into place. But every third episode, it's my turn to reflect, refine, and reprocess in Word of the Third. What a week. I launched six days ago, and the response to the show has been better than expected. Several people have reached out to encourage me and congratulate me for starting the podcast, and I've really been excited to hear what people think so far. This is certainly a step outside my comfort zone, and I'm still getting over trivial things. Say, for instance, my dislike of the sound of my own voice. Yeah. Or not fully knowing the ins and outs of proper audio production. But I'm getting there. I'm not done yet. And that's kind of the whole point of this thing now, isn't it? As promised, Word of the Third is my chance to reflect on the episodes of the recent past. This week I dropped episode 7, Fearless, with former gymnastics coach Bill Ryden, and episode 8, Recovery, with founder of Take Action Today, Michael Tyson. And on the surface, these two stories couldn't have been more different. But as I reflected, I realized that they had one thing in common, the power of just one person. For Bill Ryden, it was undoubtedly Diane Monty, the rising young star gymnastics student who helped Bill become a coach in the first place. She later then petitioned her college coach, Jim Galt, to bring Bill on staff at Arizona. For Mike Tyson, it was his wife, Crystal, who stood steadfastly by his side through incredible ups and downs, never giving up and never surrendering, no matter how hard it got. For me, there have been more one-persons than I can count. However, I thought it would be fun to share a story that I recently wrote about and for a mentor and friend, Dr. Jonah Rice. Forever Jody to me, Dr. Rice is now the president at Southeastern Illinois College, where I started my collegiate career almost three decades ago. What follows is an adaptation of a story that I wrote for him and sent just a few weeks ago. It's funny what a trip back to your childhood roots can do. I grew up working class with no real dreams and pretty low expectations of life. While that's fairly easy for me to see in retrospect, in those moments and years of my childhood, that reality of life simply was. It usually takes time and reflection in order to truly appreciate the literal and figurative ground that we've covered on this journey that we call life. And I can say without question that despite any frustrations about what I've yet to do, if I could go back in time and visit my younger self, that little boy from Pope County would have a hard time believing his future that lay ahead. I can recall one of my earliest memories concerning careers from an otherwise ordinary Saturday spent strapped in the back seat of my parents' Cutlass Supreme. I was all of about five or six years old as we cruised through a Chevy dealership in Paducah, Kentucky. I was struck with inspiration. I would become a mechanic. My dad had long been a long-haul trucker and a mechanic all my life, and most of his. I knew I didn't want to get as dirty as he got turning wrenches in a coal mine, so in my mind that dealership would be a step in the right direction. There's honor in working trade, but it'd be years before I'd begin to listen to the pressures of society to get your education, open doors with your degrees. As thankful as I am for the steadfast work ethic my Southern Illinois roots have given, I've grown to resent the particularly myopic view of life, its impact on me that grew from those early experiences. While I was blessed with teachers throughout my life who gave me their all, encouraged me in countless positive ways, what I lacked in that season was a real plan to get from where I was to where I wanted to be. Or worse still, it was impossible to plot a course to a destination that I didn't fully understand and I couldn't see just yet. When it came time to consider colleges, there was one choice, the University of Kentucky. I had been a fan of Wildcat basketball since I was four. I knew the fight song. I'd saved my own money for months in junior high to buy a pair of royal blue and white Kenny Skywalker Nikes. Side note, after writing this a few weeks ago, I got nostalgic and ordered myself a new pair. Nike had re-released the shoe in 2021, and I ordered them. They arrived today. I'm going to put them on for the first time since 1984, as soon as I get done with this episode. Back to the story, though. 
It was never really even a consideration to go anywhere else. After graduation from high school, I'd load my truck and head east in search of my dreams. Lexington was going to be my home for at least four years. I scored pretty well on standardized tests, and I did well enough in school to finish third in my class with a GPA just below a 4.0. I visited the UK campus equal parts naive and excited my senior year with my friend Mark Jones. As a first-generation college student, I knew nothing of financial obligations, the scholarship opportunities, the reality of my particular situation, and the fact that anyone with a shred of knowledge would or at least should have known that Kentucky was an absolute pipe dream. It was an impossibility from the jump. I mean, I had almost straight A's, and I was likely within a whisker of being my high school graduating class's valedictorian, but I had a painful reckoning between my dreams and my situation that awaited. Mark had always wanted to go to UK too, so we decided to take a college day to see the campus, talk to advisors, and see the future that surely awaited us. We hopped in his Beretta GT and headed east. I guess Mark had similar expectations, but I know that I arrived on campus expecting to be greeted with open arms and offered a scholarship. At worst, surely I'd have a chance at some grants or loans that would help me fund my dream at the moment of becoming a physical therapist. What I received instead was a bitter pill of stark reality. The program I'd chosen was highly competitive, with just 50 spots in the class available for well over a thousand applicants. What was worse still was the fact that all but two of those 50 seats were reserved for students who were Kentucky residents, which I wasn't. Even if I had the courage to apply against those long odds, how would I pay for it? The price for out-of-state students was double that of in-state students. Mark drove us home the five plus hours west and I could feel my dejection and disappointment seeping into my skin. There would be no big blue for me. I'd never get in and even if I did, I couldn't afford it. I told my parents of my findings and my dad was furious. He called the admissions counselor on my behalf and got pretty upset with her, saying he thought it was ridiculous that their school had the gumption to try and charge my kid double just because he wasn't from Kentucky. When I returned to my high school the following week, I shared the bad news with my guidance counselor. She asked what my backup plan was, and I dejectedly acknowledged that I didn't have one. A Kentucky Wildcat was all I ever wanted to be. She shared with me that the community college in my high school's district, Southeastern Illinois, had a program that offered free tuition to students who graduated in the top 10% of their class who chose to go there. I was third out of 28, which meant I didn't qualify for that distinction. However, I had somehow heard through the grapevine that our class valedictorian and my friend, Steve Shutt, was going to go to the University of Illinois, and that scholarship was mine for the taking. It was settled then. I would start college for free at SIC. And if it was free at SIC or it would cost anywhere else, it seemed stupid for me to even consider going somewhere for the first two years. My college search was over before it had ever really began. My plan held up until May when I found out that Steve had decided to go to SIC. I was crushed. If I had heard as much in November or December or even January, I could have actually considered my college choice for a reason, any reason, other than it's free. It was too late to even think about going elsewhere. Like it or not, college would begin in Harrisburg. My very first day of college was 8 a.m. on Monday morning. English 101, Rice, comma, J. At least that's what my schedule said. I'm sure I was less than enthusiastic that first day, or much of that first month for that matter. After all, I was lost. I missed being socially relevant in my little high school. I missed sports. I missed marching band. I missed a season of my life where I felt like I actually mattered to someone, to anyone. Well, I didn't know it then. I certainly know it now. I was depressed. I wasn't choosing life. It was happening. My girlfriend had dumped me. I got the first bill for the free college that I didn't mean to go to in the first place. Life sucked. 
But something happened in September that changed my life forever. Rice, comma, Jay was now Jody. Jody was my English professor. He had something I'd never heard of, a master's degree. After he graded my second essay, he pulled me aside after class one day, holding a scored and heavily marked paper in his hand as we spoke. Have you ever considered graduate school, Mr. Brooks? No, sir, I replied. Follow-up insights rapidly pinged around in my brain. What's grad school or... Grad school? My dad's a mechanic, my mom's a housewife, Brooks's hardly go to college. None seemed appropriate. I settled for a much safer response. Why? I questioned. Because I see real promise in your writing. Grad school is about thoughts and ideas and putting those in writing, and I think you have what it takes. Handing my paper back, he said, think about it. So often in life, we look for pivotal moments and defining accomplishments that allow us to confidently set our course to success. We expect the steps and stages to our future to be shouted in moments of clarity and bold declaration. More often in life, it's been subtler and gentler, but no less impactful. With just seven words, Jody didn't just plant a seed to make me change what I thought was possible. When he said, I think you have what it takes, he told me he believed in me. He told me I had value. He made me believe, possibly for the first time in my life, that I was enough to dream big dreams and to chase a bold vision. In September 1993, in the first college classroom I ever had, with the first college professor I ever met, Jody Rice changed my life. I went on to finish my associate's degree at SIC in the spring of 1996 and finished my bachelor's degree at Southern Illinois University Carbondale in 1998. Then I went to the University of Arizona where I finished my master's and PhD in three and a half years. I've now taught in higher ed for nearly 20 years. I've written and published more than 20 books or textbooks. I've published nearly 30 articles in journals and nearly 200 features across a half dozen magazines in a variety of disciplines around the globe. Today I serve as a program director and I'm also aiming for more. My dreams today are to be a provost or president in higher ed, or more audacious still, a coveted speaker and a podcast host. To Dr. Jonah Rice, thank you. Nothing on this journey would have been possible without a meeting he likely doesn't even recall that changed the course of my life forever. What about you? Who made an impact in your life that's still resonating today? Surf on over to undonepodcast.com and drop me a note. I'm Toby Brooks, and this has been Word to the Third. Becoming Undone is a Nitro Hype creative production written and produced by me, Toby Brooks. If you or someone you know has a story of resilience and victory to share for Becoming Undone, contact me at undonepodcast.com. Becoming Undone can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Until next time, never stop getting better.